When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So Mike Tomlin's been getting on the horn with Tyran Matthew. Terrell Edmonds is still kind of floating around out there. And the team yesterday signed a practice squad player maybe to be a starting safety. What is going on at that position? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Calling Carl Joseph a practice squad guy. Okay, that's a little rough. Joseph, when he came out of West Virginia, was a first-round pick in 2016. Put in a handful of good seasons with the Raiders. Went to the Browns for a year. And then he was, well, a practice squad guy with the Steelers in the COVID environment in which teams were allowed to carry veterans more than the norm because they might be needed at a moment's notice with the way testing was going. Joseph is someone who has some pedigree, but he was a practice squad guy. And he is the other safety, the other projected starting safety, at least sitting up there at the top of the depth chart next to Minka Fitzpatrick. What does that mean? I would imagine that it reflects on the team not liking the prices that are out there for Matthew and or Edmonds. I'd had a theory for a while that the reason the Steelers would have been cool on Matthew is that he's not really the type of safety that you'd put next to Minka. He doesn't have that specific skill set. But then Matthew himself put on social media how neat it was to be getting a phone call from Tomlin as part of his general recruitment that's ongoing. Well, I have a hard time picturing Tomlin, you know, making that call if there weren't a legit overture in the equation. That tells me they'd happily take him. But it has to be at the right price. And who knows what the prices are or the discussions are 
regarding either of these two. There has been so little reporting, locally or nationally, as it relates to Matthew or Edmonds. It's as if the safety position just suddenly became devalued over the course of this spring. So maybe it really is Joseph. Maybe, maybe one guy nobody ever mentions, Trey Norwood, could be in that mix as well. Seriously, nobody ever breathes this athlete's name. He's 22 years old. He got onto the field, even though Minko was out there, even though T.E. was out there. He got onto the field and made plays. He got a helmet for the Steelers' biggest games down the stretch, including the playoff game in Kansas City. Maybe he's it. Maybe. Or not. I don't think so. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. What I do think is happening at this position, which... Kevin Colbert himself acknowledged the other day in West Palm Beach is the last that the Steelers have on their entire roster that doesn't have either a starter or someone who's had NFL starting experience. Now, this was before bringing back Joseph. Joseph, of course, does have starting experience. But what I'm seeing here is a scenario where the team is stepping back, taking a little bit of a deep breath after that initial mad rush, very unstealers like on the free agent market in which they spent tens of millions of dollars and undoubtedly chewed up a pretty significant portion of their cap hit in the process. How much do they have left? I don't know. You don't know. None of us know. The only one who knows is Omar Khan. And maybe even he doesn't know because he still got, as they all do, the Stefan Tuit situation to sort out, potential restructurings and everything else. So what I'm sensing here is that the Steelers had their They're fun. They went to the express lane and got themselves two offensive linemen, an inside linebacker, and they just kept filling up the cart. And then by the time they got out of there and loaded up the bags into the trunk, they said, whew, all right, we're not going to do that again for a while. And in the meantime, they have rightly seen that this market has done nothing with these players. Matthew himself has expressed a little bit of disgust on social about the lack of activity in his direction. Edmonds, I'm not sure if he was disgusted by the market as a whole or just by his own perception that the Steelers would have some kind of lack of loyalty 
And he stripped away all references to being associated with the Steelers and put up this angry purple face emoji at one point, which didn't really say anything. And I'm sharing this with you, and it really doesn't mean anything. But you get the idea from both those guys that they wish the market was better than what it was. Well, if you're the Steelers, you know, you can maybe kind of wait that out. You can maybe wait to see who out of those two signs first. See what that guy gets. Go to the other guy with something that's either similar or lower and say, now you come our way. Do you really think it would take long for the second entity in that process to come aboard? I don't. I don't. Because that's when you start getting worried that you're just going to be out there on an island and you're going to end up taking some kind of table scraps by the time training camp comes around. So I I think this is what's going on here. I think this is money-based. I think the Steelers do want to improve at safety. I think they will improve at safety. I just don't know that it's imminent. When we come back, just one question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. It's time for... Just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Ed Fleming, who says, Hey, DK, the Steelers have a non-traditional organizational chart with the GM and the head coach essentially being peers. Kevin Colbert is basically a lame duck right now. If the Steelers draft a quarterback, doesn't that make the GM opening a bit less attractive for a top candidate? He'd be walking into a position where he can't fire the head coach and select his own, and he has to hitch his wagon to a first-round QB he didn't pick. Ed, yes, if this were a traditional hiring process for your non-traditional organizational chart, as you described it, but that's not what's happening here. The Steelers have already interviewed 16 people for this position, two of whom are Brandon Hunt and the aforementioned from the previous segment, Omar Khan. My belief 
continues to be that one of those two or both will somehow end up being the GM or being co-GMs or being GM slash assistant to the GM, Dwight Schrute style. But I don't see this and never have seen this as a wide open process, much less one where the Steelers felt a need to lure more attractive candidates. And that's what you're talking about here, Ed. You're talking about making the position something that would be, I don't know, a hotter commodity or something. Um, I always have to laugh a little bit whenever these scenarios are presented like this because there's only 32 of these jobs on the planet. And at any given time, there's no more than one or two of them that's open because a lot of them, like Colbert's, stay filled for 10, 15, 20 years. So when anything opens up, with the exception of, let's say, a really, really lousy setting like Jacksonville and everything that's gone wrong there and all of Shad Khan's issues as an owner, and before that, the way it used to be in Cincinnati and the way it used to be and maybe still is in Cleveland, you would have GM candidates who thought highly of themselves, highly enough that they saw those positions as being uh, not so much beneath them, but the kind of thing where they'd have no chance to succeed and they didn't want to bury their careers before they had a chance to get started. But we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers here. We're talking about an opportunity to be the general manager of an iconic NFL franchise, not to mention under an ownership that likes to keep people employed for really long stretches. So I can make a counter argument to you here, Ed, in a heartbeat that this would be one of the most attractive GM positions available anywhere, not just in the NFL, but in North American professional sport. Now, that said, in swinging back, I remain convinced that this is Brandon Hunt's job. I think there's going to be some kind of augmentation, meaning there are things Omar can do that Brandon can't. There are undoubtedly football things that Brandon can do that Omar can't, and that you can find a way to work with these guys and go a little bit further with your non-traditional description there and say, listen, we're all in the same boat here together. We're all doing this together. In fact, in fact, as you and I are having our exchange here, Ed, these guys are involved. They're not going to be in a position five years from now or whenever to say, yeah, if only Colbert hadn't gotten us that crappy quarterback, they're in there now. They're in all of these rooms. They're in all of these dialogues. So I I feel like even though we're going to know who was really in charge in making this particular pick, uh, the same way we know now so many years after the fact that It was Dan Rooney who stepped in and said that I want that quarterback from Miami of Ohio. 
Maybe there will be something similar here. But everyone will still have been there. And if you do things in the Steelers' non-traditional way, you're never going to point fingers. You're never going to say, ah, that didn't work out for me because of that guy. I appreciate the question, Ed. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, not just today, uh, but all week long. If you're listening to this show on Apple or Spotify or YouTube, uh, leave a a favorable review, please. Uh, They make a difference, especially, I should say, on Apple, where we get roughly three quarters of all of our listens. Uh, If you leave a review there, we end up moving up in various rankings so that when someone comes to uh, the Apple podcast mechanism or Spotify or wherever, and they just search Pittsburgh Steelers, this is the show that comes up. And then, you know, more people come along and then we get more excellent J1Qs. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. (laughs) 